Take a seat, young Skywalker. found yourself something good welcome back to another episode of the barber's chair i'm your host austin maddox uh today we're talking a little bit about jobs about things that uh keep us busy things that we do to earn a living here in this world um obviously there's all kinds of jobs out there there are uh many things that keep us busy many types of jobs that are very enjoyable i i haven't had a great number of jobs but um Every job that I've had, I've always enjoyed. Uh, I have worked at Walmart in various positions for uh, probably about uh, five years or so in the past. I have, uh, currently, I'm an evangelist. Uh, I've been an evangelist before, but uh, in between being an evangelist, uh, I worked at Walmart. So I'm back to being an evangelist and have to say it's uh, my favorite job. It's a job that uh, I always want to have in some some kind of capacity, uh, even if perhaps someday for whatever reason I don't do it full-time, uh, I still want it in my life. And I think there's not a lot of jobs that, that you can say that with, that no matter what happens, you always want it in your life. Uh, it's always been good to me. It's, it's one that I heavily approve of, and I encourage uh, young men especially to get into that and to prepare for that role. It's not something you can just jump into overnight. It's something that does take preparation. It's something that you have to have a desire to do and something you've got to go out and do. And, you know, there's, uh, there may be people that, uh, that help you along, way, along the way. There may be people that that don't give you as much help, but there's always things that you can learn as well. So it's a job that's obviously very fulfilling. It's a job that's got ups and downs, but ultimately it's it's a great job for me, and I couldn't be happier with it. Uh, although when I was at Walmart, that was another job I really enjoyed. A lot of people don't understand what Walmart's all about and what Walmart actually does. They just know it as a place where it's difficult to get through the checkout line. There's only a couple of checkout lines ever open is the medley that's often used. And uh, I think these are people that are shopping at 11 o'clock at night, I may, may just say. When I was at Walmart, that was something we always tried to change the narrative of and make sure that people got in and out fast. And we had good management that helped us do that. Um, I was uh, on the, the front end. I worked cash register for a long time. Uh, I worked in toys for a little while. Uh, I worked in automotive. I stocked groceries. Um, I had some different management positions. Um, but every position that I did, uh, I ended up enjoying, really, uh, quite a bit. There were some I preferred more than others, but there wasn't one that I just absolutely hated. So I've been very fortunate thus far to have a good uh, job record. However, I got to thinking, 
there are some jobs that I would never want to have, if I could help, obviously. And I should clarify that with every, there's no job that's worse than another job, if you will. Um, there's, uh, just because you may have a particular job that doesn't make you uh, a better person. I, I mean, obviously there's, uh, there's some deplorable jobs up out there. We're not talking about those. We're not talking about the, uh, the unsavory type of, type of acts, uh, the things that might be criminal or the things that are promoting, uh, sinful behavior. But, you know, there's, there's other jobs out there and we shouldn't think less of people who have them, obviously, even if they're a job that you wouldn't like to have. But there's a few jobs that I know for myself that I would never want to have, even if I had the opportunity to have them, even if I had all the qualifications and didn't have to worry uh, a single thing about it. Um, there's some jobs that I would not like to have. And here in a little bit, we're going to have Zach Evans on. He's going to tell us uh, the same thing, some jobs that he would not like to have. But I've got five jobs here that I would never want to have. The first, I think the first two are probably pretty self-explanatory. Uh, the first is a sewage worker. I never want to be a sewage worker. For one, uh, for obvious reasons, uh, no, nobody wants to be around in the sewage. Uh, but even once you get past that, I feel like it's not something you could ever get over as far as people talking to you about that. You know, when people ask you how work's going, they, you'd say, well, you know, I was in the crap again. It's just a crappy job. And everybody would just get a kick out of it and laugh it up. And I, I, I feel like that would get old really fast uh, for, for a number of reasons. That's, that's just a job that, that I don't see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, movement in, if you will. There's not a lot of advancements in, in sewage work today. So uh, that to me, and of course we need sewage workers and I appreciate them, but that's just a job that I would prefer not ever have to encounter or ever have to deal with. Uh, the second, for obvious reasons, is a Taco Bell bathroom attendant. If someone's going to the bathroom at Taco Bell, you know exactly why they're going. It's an emergency. It's something that they could not avoid. And believe me, that I'm sure they tried. They tried to avoid it to the best of their ability, but uh, something, something went wrong along the way. I would never want to be that guy that has to go in, especially at a Taco Bell. If something goes wrong with Taco Bell, it's, v it's very difficult to overcome. So that's that's a job I would never want to have. Never want to have is a Taco Bell bathroom attendant. And I assume people at Taco Bell, um, I don't imagine they have a full-time bathroom attendant, but any job at Taco Bell that requires me to be a bathroom attendant on the side, I would prefer not have. Okay. Uh, third thing is uh, a dentist. I would never want to be a dentist. I would never want to go to dentist school. There's just something about the human mouth that is just, well, it's gross. Let's just be frank. And and I'm speaking for myself. I consider myself to be a, a fairly healthy human being or a hygienical human being, I should say. But uh, I know that there's a lot of people who aren't. And... I would think the first time I ever encountered a rotten tooth or 
whatever else happens in in the human mouth, uh, I I would uh, I just want to bow out. I'd say, okay, <laughs> that's good. I'm done. That's not for me. Uh, let's just move on to something else. Now, of course, we need dentists and appreciate dentists. Um, you know, I don't particularly like ever going to the dentist. There's just something about the dentist. When you go there, for one, they always want to talk to you right as soon as they put in uh, all their tools and they've got their mirror and their drill and their and their pick. And, you know, you think they're mining for gold or something in there with all the all the tools and provisions that they take, and then they want to ask you how your day's going and how you feel, how your teeth feel, and if you've been having any complaints, and, and you know, how, how everything's going. I, I don't know what that is. That, that must be first day at dental school. You know, they're just, okay, as soon as you get the person in the chair, ask them everything that they can. That's going to help you. Uh, we don't know how, but if their mouth, if they're trying to talk and if their mouth is moving, it's going to make cleaning those teeth that much easier. So just keep that in mind, all you students. Yeah, a dentist is not, is not a profession for me. Not a profession I'd ever want to get into. Uh, appreciate, appreciate those who are there. I've actually got a pretty cool dentist. He, um, um, he's got a full-size Batman that sits in his lobby. Very, very cool. Uh, he's a big Star Wars buff, too. He's got Star Wars uh, art features all over his office. So so he's actually a pretty cool guy. But um, I don't know if that's the case with other, other dentists. I haven't been to a whole bunch of them. But for me personally, I'd just rather stay out of the dentist field. Now, honestly, I think I could. there's probably some other things in the healthcare profession that I could probably do. Um, you know, I don't think I would just uh, shy away at surgery. Uh, I don't faint at the sight of blood. I can pretty well handle myself with, with some of those things. But it's just something about the human mouth. I just, uh, I'm done. When it gets to that point, I just don't want anything to deal with it. So uh, I think that's where I would draw the line. Um, these last two, number four, I would never want to be president of the United States. I would never want to be president of the United States. Regardless of, even if everything, all your ducks just fell into a row somehow, and I got all the, all the way to the White House, I, I would resign with just almost immediately. Um, of course, I probably would take a tour around uh, around the White House. I'd probably dig up and see how many files I could find on Area 51 and, and uh, you know, some of these other mysterious things that happen in the government. Uh, but have you seen how they treat the president? Have you seen what the media does with the president? And I'm not even just talking about uh, our current president. But think back to President Obama. Now, the media in general love President Obama, but I know a lot of people who did not, who blamed him for absolutely everything, were very comfortable doing it. So being president is not really all it's cracked up to be. It comes with a lot of criticism, and, and basically, no matter what you do, you're accused of murder, uh, you're accused of this, that, and the other. And there's people that just don't like you because they don't like you. They'll make fun of absolutely everything that that has to do with you. And for me, I just don't have tough enough skin 
to where I look out at every magazine and every newspaper and on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever the case might be and see memes of myself and people making fun of me to that extent and uh, blaming everything on me, that would just be way too much for me. I don't know that I could ever do that. So I appreciate the president for his ability to do that and other people in politics who take this type of abuse, abuse both mental and verbal, uh, sometimes physical, I guess, in, in the instances of assassination. But uh, politics is, is not, a, uh, not a game I'd ever want to get into. It's interesting, obviously, and, you know, there's all kinds of TV shows about it. It's not that it's not entertaining, but it's more than I would ever want to engage in. I don't ever want to be president. I don't ever want to get into politics. Um, you know, and I don't even necessarily, uh, as a Christian, I don't vote. Um, I don't have my hand in politics now, but even if I did... I think that's something that I would I would stay away from. I I would have no uh, business being there for one. But uh, uh, yeah, don't want to ever ever want to be president of the United States. Maybe for a day, just to get a tour of things, fly on Air Force One, go to an Air Force base. Um, you know, make make them fly me in an F eighteen. You know, something like that. Um, just to see the nuclear football, I think, would be entertaining. But outside of that, I, I would be done. Last job, I never want to be a mime. Of course, a lot of those jobs are being shipped overseas. But, uh, you know, for, for the ones that rem, uh, remain here in the States, I, I would never want to be a mime. I, I talk too much, for one. I'd want to actually talk and engage with people. That's what I like about the job that I've got now. Um, I talk and engage with people, and I can talk to all kinds of different people, and, and that's fine. Mimes can't do that. Uh, mimes, I think, feel trapped uh, within themselves. They always, you know, uh, talk about this, This, uh, well, they don't talk, but always depicting themselves in a box that they can't get out of. I, I think mimes are a lot sadder than, than we give them credit for. Uh, we may want to check in on these mimes. Obviously, they won't tell us if anything's wrong. But uh, somebody needs to be there for them and, and maybe just include them in things and not always laugh and point at them. But, you know, I, I feel bad for mimes. I never want to be one. Or, and in that, line, that vein of things, uh, a clown or anything like that, I hate clowns. I don't, I don't know who invented the clown or who thought that would be enjoyable. Maybe that comes from a jester. I don't know. I have to look up the, uh, the history of, of clown stuff. But, uh, yeah. I don't ever want to get into a business where I'm a clown. Although I did read somewhere clowns make decent money. They make like 50 grand a year. Um, even at that, I'm, I'm not making... Uh, that a profession of mine. I'm not going to be a clown. I'm not going to be a mime. Uh, I don't like dressing up. I don't like putting on costumes and things like that. So I guess for that, that, that kind of leaves out, uh, well, a lot of different things. Um, you know, 
TV shows, movie stars. Although I think if I knew I was going to be on TV, I'd probably try to suck it up. But if I was going to be a clown on TV, I'd bow out. If I was going to be a mime, if I was up for that role, I would I would bow out. No way. No way. Not a chance I would ever fall for that. So those are my five things. I don't want to be a sewage worker, Taco Bell bathroom attendant, a dentist, president of the United States, or a mime slash clown. Uh, I draw the line. These are jobs I don't ever want to have. I'm perfectly happy with the job I've got uh, where I can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can uh, interact with people. I can... Uh, travel a lot. I, I've traveled more um, preaching the gospel than I've than I would ever have the chance to do almost in any other job. And I know people almost all over the country, and I'm very thankful for that. Very thankful to have brethren and sisters in Christ and have those connections that I have. Here in just a moment, we will have Zach Evans on, who is also an evangelist, a preacher of the gospel. He's going to tell us the jobs that. Uh, that he would not like to have, and hopefully maybe a job that he would like to have. Now, if there is a job that I would like to have, that would be to be an astronaut. If I could pick anything in the world, have all the, all the qualifications, it would be to be an astronaut. I've always thought that's cool. I don't know why, but I've looked up so many, other, uh, so many books about it and read about it. Loved the, the space race back in the 60s. Uh, there's just something, and I think we as civilians romanticize a little bit what it means to be an astronaut. Maybe it's not all that fun, but I'd at least like to give it a go. So that's five jobs that I don't want, one job that if I could have, I would probably try to take advantage of. Okay, Zach Evans is going to join us here in just a moment. We'll catch you on the flip side. Welcome back to the Barber's Chair. We're joined um, here with Zach Evans. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing very well. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Good. Uh, where are you at today? In my car. Super. Um, I'm in Joplin, Missouri. Okay. Just cruising along, I assume. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Well, we don't want to, obviously... Uh, distract you at all, but uh, well, if you were comfortable... Well, my driving, so we're all right. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, the theme today, we uh, we're talking about um, jobs that I would never want to have. Oh, okay. Um, Good one. Yes. Uh, are there some jobs that you would never like to be a part of if you could help it? Yeah. You know, when you you texted me and asked, or, you know, kind of threw out this idea, I, it's funny because it's very frequent that I say I could never do that job. <laughs> Not because, I don't know, for, for any number of reasons. Now, obviously, there are jobs that I am morally opposed to. Sure. But these are not necessarily those types of jobs. Right. Um, but most of these jobs that I... I came up with 
I, I really appreciate them in society. There's mm-hmm. no way that our society could exist without them. Mm-hmm. Most of them, um, the ones that I'm, I'm going to list at least. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate my, I guess I'll just jump right in. Even sure. though this is your podcast, I'm going to just jump in. Yeah, go for it, man. <laughs> anyway, um, the first one that really comes to mind is that of a nurse. Yeah. I, I just couldn't do it. I'm, I'm not squeamish. It's not blood. It's none of those things. I just, the things they do every day for numerous hours a day. Mm-hmm just is amazing yes and i think especially you know as as you do as well i'll go to nursing homes pretty frequently to visit folks or whatever and i i think nursing home nurses Mm -hmm. are some of the most premier people on this entire planet 100 percent. yes yeah i don't i honestly don't know how they do it and I appreciate their hard work. All all nurses and those in the medical the medical field really. Mm-hmm. Um, but nurses really a lot of times don't get the credits. You know, you think about doctors and all the credit that they get, but when I think of I, I just think how fluidly hospitals run because of nurses. So I appreciate them. Yeah. But I could never do it. There's no <laughs> way. Yeah, it's it's something that takes uh, a great a great amount of patience for one cuz yeah. uh, i mean you know you're dealing with with people who are obviously in pain or they're sick or they're immediately as soon as they come in they're frustrated about something or they're exactly. screaming or you know it, it's automatically an uncomfortable unlikable situation yeah and yeah. yeah they they get in there and they handle it and um you know for hours and hours on end and can do it. So, yeah, yeah. that was, Hats that didn't make them. my list. Um, but, uh, but I'm in the same boat with you. I, I don't yeah. think, and like you said, it's not that I'm squeamish necessarily. Like I think right. it, it wouldn't be my favorite job, but you know, I think I could probably be a surgeon, you know, I, yeah. Yeah. well, Obviously, you know, with enough schooling and, you know, every, everything that <laughs> that requires. two steps away. Yeah, yeah. just, just uh, you know, just got to pass that exam and then, then I'm just, you know, through the door. But, um, right. But, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yep. Um, have you already gone through your list of, of professions? Uh, I should tell you, go ahead and tell you my list, yes. Oh, yes, okay. Okay, so I would never want to be a sewage worker. Oh, yes. Uh, a Taco Bell bathroom attendant. Naturally. Naturally. Um, a dentist. There's, there's just something about the human mouth that, that I, I just would rather not deal with. Yes. That was actually on my list until earlier this morning, and I was like, you know what? I think I could deal with that bad breath, but <laughs> maybe you're right. I don't. I don't know. That's that'd be a rough job. It, it would be. Um, I would never want to be president of the United States. I got to absolutely. I got to thinking about that, and not just our current president, but every president before, at least in my lifetime, before then, 
that they never have a moment's peace. Everything is wrong, and, and exactly. I don't. I don't have thick enough skin for that. Yep. I I would lose my mind. So. Yep. So that and my fifth one uh, was a mime slash a clown. Mime. Slash yeah, clown. Because there's too much talking. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, the vocal cords just you know. I, They've got to be used. They have to be used. They have to be used. <laughs> and I really think. You know, they're always, uh, they've got this box that they're always in. I, I think people who are mimes have some trouble. I, I think we need to be reaching out to them more. Of course, they won't say anything. They won't tell you if they're if they're in need. But I, I have a sympathy for those people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Actually, that goes very closely with one of mine, which was a rodeo clown. Oh, yes. I could never be a rodeo clown. I love rodeos. They're one of my favorite activities. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just learned on one of your episodes that one of your favorites is uh, truck and tractor pulls, which I did not know. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, that's an entirely different subject for another time. But <laughs> I could never be a rodeo clown. I, I'm just a chicken. There's no way. Like, <laughs> if a dog is running after me, I'm terrified. Uh-huh. So I can't even imagine a 2,000-pound bull. No. A, a bull that is actively mad and wants to kill you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Not just like a docile little puppy bull, because, you know, there's so many of those. A, a Ferdinand type of a bull. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yep. You can definitely see that I should be a rodeo clown. Well, that that is a difficult job. Whether no, I couldn't see you as a rodeo clown, to be honest. Too much smiling. Yeah, too way too much smiling. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it just it it doesn't. It, I don't think it suits you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of movement, and I'm really good at you know not moving. <laughs> well, so. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of difficulties in that job. So, but yes. but also you make one mistake and you never move again. So that's right. That's right. So you could try it once, and if you didn't like it, then you know you you could just be a vegetable for the rest of your life. That's right. So that's right. So and, there's always that and, to fall and back. And knowing on. me, I wouldn't be like a PBR rodeo clown either it would i'd end up being like the local i don't know county fair which you know whatever if if that's what you love to do have have at it but that's not me uh, a part-time rodeo clown a part-time rodeo clown i don't know can you make a living i assume you can make a living being a rodeo clown i i have no idea you know you'll you'll have to find open door or whatever that glass glass whatever the is that on Indeed.com? Uh, sure, yeah. You, you're saying words that make sense and not me. Okay. <laughs> rodeo clown, okay. Yes. So, nurse All rodeo right. clown. Yes, a nursing rodeo clown. <laughs> uh, and an over-the-road truck driver. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, I've had numerous part-time jobs or even full-time jobs in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, delivering. Right. And driving, but I'm always home at night. Mm -hmm. And my dad is an over-the-road truck driver. He has been for years. Uh -huh. And I just, I don't know how he does it. 
first off, I have to like stop and get out far too frequently. I would never make any money. <laughs> Just stop at every every roadside attraction. That's right. That's right. World's largest rubber band ball. That's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm 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 going on past. Sorry, <laughs> you can stop, but I'm going to keep going. Okay. But I just, I don't know how they sit that long. I don't know how they keep the focus and concentration that is involved in all of that. Right. And so I just, hats off to them because seriously, our country exists very heavily or relies very heavily upon over-the-road truck drivers. Yeah. I I think we're seeing that more during this whole pandemic than perhaps we did before. But yeah, they're... Um, yeah, hats off to them because like you said, you know, it's one thing to drive a truck where, or do deliveries or something like that, where, you know, you're going to be home at night. That's one thing, but over the road for, I I think most of those are what five day rotations or something like that. That's that's at least what my dad does. Okay. But yeah. I I appreciate them very heavily. Absolutely. Very much. But um, number four was actually kind of a tie for me. And my dad was here earlier this week, and we did a bunch of stuff around the house because dad did carpentry for years. And and I just – I'm not a handyman. I'm really not. (laughs) And so this is a tie, and that is a plumber – an insulation installation. Ooh. I couldn't do either of those jobs. Yeah. Because I hate both of those jobs. <laughs> I can't say the word hate heavily enough to show my disdain for plumbing. Not the use of plumbing. Right. But the insula- installation of plumbing. Yes. And insulation is the most itchy substance on the entire planet right and i i hate i hate installing that stuff and so those two jobs i just there's no way i appreciate all those that do these kinds of jobs Mm -hmm. but there's no way i could ever do it right you know particularly with uh insulation i i'm not sure what kind of person you have to be or in what kind of bind you have to get into to voluntarily decide to do that kind of a job. That's right. Um, but, uh, well, obviously somebody's got to do it. Yes. But, um, yeah, it, it's not, I, not something I'd sign up for. Yeah. I know there's tricks of the trade of, you sure. know, how to not get it, you know, in your lungs and stuff. But that's trial and error. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done it twice. That was enough for me to know I'd never want to do it again. Right. I mean, I can't imagine going in on day one and saying, you know what? I love this. I want to do this tomorrow. I want to start my own company that, That's so- right. that solely devotes all of our time to this endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. Have at it. But <laughs> again, that's not me. Mm-hmm. But my final was kind of a joke, but as I think about it, I seriously could not do this job. And that is a timeshare salesman. <laughs> Have you ever been to a timeshare time 
presentation, I guess is what they usually call it. I, I have not. Uh, you'll, you'll have to describe it to me. Um, it's roughly 90 minutes of the most horrible experience of your life. <laughs> okay. All, so you can get to Dollywood for $17 or whatever it is. But <laughs> it's, it's seriously, it's, I don't know. I, I don't know anyone that goes into these and is like, you know, what? I, I enjoyed that. It was worth <laughs> it to save $7 so I can go to wherever uh, because that's usually how they get you. They're like, hey, stay at our resort for $14, and it's usually $7,000. Okay, there's certainly not a catch there. but <laughs> No, that's totally legit. Yeah, exactly. And then you get there, and they show you around this fantastic property that you think, wow, this is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then they get into this whole sales pitch, which I am not a high-pressure salesperson. Yeah. If someone pressures me super, like, or pushes me really hard, I'm, I back out. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I, I will leave before being pressured too much. Right. I would rather you say, okay, here's the product. You make your decision. If you have any questions, let me know. Right. But, I, I mean, there's a reason that used car salesmen have the stereotype that is attached to them. But yeah, a timeshare salesman's like, the over-the-top used car salesman. Uh, Like the Clorox sales... Remember that Clorox infomercial guy a few years back? That was like... No. No? Okay. Well... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to miss that reference. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's that's okay. It wasn't wasn't that stellar, but... um, Obviously. He was, yeah, way, way over-the-top, way animated, and... Obviously, oh, it, was, yes. it was about Clorox, so nobody cared. But um, why do they even need that? They're like McDonald's and Coca-Cola. Who doesn't know about Clorox? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I I don't know why they spend so much on advertising. <laughs> it's not like people are going to just suddenly stop going to McDonald's if they never see a billboard. You know. And it's, yeah. not, it's not like people are going to stop washing their clothes if they never hear of Clorox again. That's right. You know, there's plenty of other brands that... Yeah, like Great Value. Like Great Value, who do zero advertising. And, <laughs> That's right. And everyone is so much happier. Yes. Like Aldi. Yes. H- have you ever seen an Aldi commercial? I, I saw one one time, and I'm pretty sure I put it in my calendar because it was the only time I've ever seen one in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like seeing a, a unicorn or Bigfoot. Yes. Or an Aldi commercial. Having a four-year-old daughter, I see pretty frequently, actually, unicorns. But well, true. The point, the point still stands. <laughs> Living, breathing unicorns? Well, they're like rhinoceros. Rhinoceros are just a chubby unicorns. unicorn. That's just yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. well, that's that's something. That's a whole different tangent. But. Yeah, that's 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 a rabbit <laughs> so, hole all to itself. But yes, a horse of a different color. You Thank might you. say yes. <laughs> so uh, timeshare salesman was times. I just it's the most uncomfortable. 90 minutes of my entire life 
and I felt like a horrible human being when I left. And they're really good at making you feeling like you're depriving your children, even though you're not. Uh-huh. They make you feel like you're depriving your children of having this great property and and all of these things and of a childhood and of of how bad you are with money. And I'm like, I just saved $7 by coming to this presentation. Obviously, I'm good with money. So <laughs> I also have the ability to say, no, I don't want to spend way too much on a timeshare. Right. Now, uh, what are some of the lines that they use to try to try to get you or guilt you rather into these timeshares? Oh, um, you know, I've not been to a lot, so I can't speak with vast experience, but, um, things like, but your children can enjoy this for generations, even if you pass and obviously God forbid, but even if you (laughs) pass, then you can pass this on to your children and they can visit this property for generations to come. And this is just a great opportunity that you can have and that you can sell, uh, that, that, that you, if you decide that you don't want it anymore, then you can, uh, you, you can sell it to someone else and you've got that great investment. Of course, they don't want you to sell it no. because it makes them way too much money. But I just, if you're a timeshare salesman out there, out of the, I'm sure, thousands and thousands of listeners that you have, but <laughs> I, I seriously have no idea. <laughs> um, I think uh, last I checked, I have an audience of 26. So that's impressive. I know. I, I mean, really, I'm not. I'm not trying to poke fun. I, I just would imagine if I started a podcast and I got more than four people listening, <laughs> it would. It would be a great success. Well, well, I would listen to your podcast, so... Eh, I I have a feeling that if I did a podcast, it would exist for like three episodes, and then I'd just resort to just making animal noises or something, (laughs) because I'd have nothing else to say. Well, I'm You may be the only animal noise podcast out there, so it would be a niche market, but... uh... Uh, What a great legacy to leave behind. (laughs) Hey, you're the animal noise guy, right? Yeah. Actually, I was, <laughs> in high school, I was known as Birdman because I made a, a bunch of bird and velociraptor noises because, you know, everyone knows what a velociraptor actually sounds like. Well, yeah. I mean. It's, it's in, what is that, Land Before Time, Jurassic Park. Right. Naturally, the two premier experts in that field. Well, so far they are unquestioned in their in their depictions, so Yes, that's true. I mean that's there's that. True. If that's what you call authority, then then they've got it in spades, but um but it's yeah, it's it's also one of the more unpleasant animal noises that you can make. Yes, which I can no longer make. I seriously did it so frequently in <laughs> high school, I can now no longer make that noise. Oh. Yeah, that's unfortunate. They told me in high school that I would likely damage my vocal cords from doing it so frequently, and I thought, whatever. I'm 17 <laughs> years old. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and now I seriously, when I try to do it, I just sound like a bird that's breathing. So, <laughs> well, oh, that's that's unfortunate. But you yes. know, you, you have given me an idea. You know, hopefully someday, whenever I have kids, you know. 
parents teach their kids, you know, uh, what does the dog say or what does the, the cat say? I'm, I'm going to teach them what does the velociraptor say. Yes. And that's much more endearing. Yes, because I can't do that. Right. I can't. I don't have that ability. So save it. Save it. Save your voice. Okay. For, for the children. For the children. <laughs> Starting to sound so like a... that's another job I can't do. I can't be a velociraptor impersonator, so... Not, not anymore. You, you peaked in high school. I peaked at 17 years old. Well... That may be the case on a lot of things, but... <laughs> but, but we'll limit it to velociraptor impersonations. What's that? That's, that's you yes. peaked, yeah. Yes, yes, naturally. Right. Now, I got to thinking about this. Uh, what is one job that if you could have, if you somehow just magically met all the qualifications, that you would just jump at at an instant? That's a tough one. Yes. I, You know, over the years, I've thought about all kinds of different professions and, and honestly tried many of them. Mm-hmm. But I think the one that I would go with is that of a butcher. Oh. There's not a lot. And, and I mean that honestly is in you get a cow and you mm-hmm. butcher it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that fascinates me. Not in a morbid, disgusting <laughs> way, but in a I think it's so amazing that you can take this animal mm-hmm. and cut it down and make food for your family and. I don't know. It's just a fascinating career to me. Yeah. My wife is sitting over here cackling to herself. <laughs> she thinks this is hilarious. So. Well, it, no, it is. Inter- I don't know what you have to do in order to become a butcher. Um, practice, I guess. <laughs> practice? <laughs> I don't know. I've never had the opportunity to try it. I mean, I've done a few animals like, you know a turkey or whatever, but uh-huh. nothing too exciting. So, well, that, that's right. You, um, you hunt, right? I do. Okay. Yes. Well, I've never hunted. So, so I don't have that experience of, you know, field dressing an animal right. or something like that. Right. Right. A, a turkey or deer, or a bison, you know, <laughs> uh, I guess you don't hunt those anymore, but no. still, well, but you're not supposed to, but <laughs> you're, not, you're not supposed to. <laughs> It's yes. only it's only illegal though if you get caught. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, I don't know I don't know where I was going to go with that. So, <laughs> okay. Yes, it, and that's honestly what got me thinking about it. Is they're like, you know, this is an interesting thing to do. I don't know if it's something I want to do for the rest of my life, but it's sure something that I would find very interesting. Right. To be a butcher. There's just not a lot of real butchers anymore. Most of it is done commercially and, you know, in a a factory or whatever, Mm -hmm. meat processing plant. Mm -hmm. But just, I don't know. I I find it, I was in a butchery yesterday, actually, and they were trying to close. And so I couldn't just stand there and watch and Mm. smell and all of that. All the joy. I know. Again, Emily is over here just. <laughs> she's so glad I didn't go down the butcher route. <laughs> glad she's not a butcher's wife. A butcher's wife. That's right. Well, Instead, she got stuck with being a preacher's wife. I, I think some would question which would be worse. <laughs> well, 
you know, it's one thing if you butcher a sermon, you know. Yes. I which, guess, as you well know, I've done many times. So, well, you know, not in my presence, but but uh, uh, I, I, I know I the feeling. Sure. I know the feeling because <laughs> yes. I've done it myself many, uh, many times, and it's yeah. I think the the difference would be, you know, that's a horrible feeling as opposed to butchering an animal. Uh, I I feel like that would be very fulfilling. Right. Yes. I, I don't know how you could ever be like uh, a butcher with an anger management issue. That is true. I feel that like is. after after you cut up enough animals, you'd be a pretty mellow person. That's right. Yeah. That's just me. That's I'm just yes. sitting in the breeze here, but. Yep. But like I make my own jerky because it's, it's weird and it's one of the most enjoyable activities and not to mention jerky is delightful. It is. And so, but I nearly cut off a finger every time I do it. So again, I'm not sure how good I would be at this job, but it's something that I would be interested in. So what was your, what was your, if you could do anything, I would do that. Mine was an astronaut. Oh, wow. Shoot for the stars. <laughs> More or less. Well, just yes. maybe shoot not all at the, once, but, you know. The it's atmosphere. A, it's a calculated shooting for the stars. Yes. Mostly, I just want to see whether the Earth is flat, is really flat or not. You know, that's... <laughs> no. Um, I don't know. I've always been interested in the space program. I like space movies. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've read a lot of books in school on the space race, you know, back in the sixties and right. I don't know. I just always found it interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. um, yeah, if I could just, you know, uh, skip over whatever qualifications were necessary and just hop into that, uh, space shuttle. Well, are they, are they even sending space shuttles up anymore? Has that changed? I think SpaceX is, but I don't, they're not. I don't think they're sending astronauts up at this point. But okay. I, I don't know. I, I'd get so. in with Space Force. I'd just get on the ground level with that. Yes, there you go. Yeah. How about that? Uh, did you see they're coming up with a, a Netflix series on that? I did not. Uh, it's. I think it's supposed to star Steve Carell. I think it's probably going to be making oh, fun of right. the whole thing. I, it was advertised this morning on something that i saw facebook or something yes so that should be well something yes everything is something everything is something except nothing i don't know where i are we i'm not getting into that debate (laughs) We're, we're not getting all philosophical here no no that's that's too deep but speaking of that you know, I don't know about you, but I'm very happy with, with my current job, you know? Yes, yeah. There's, I don't know, I feel like there's a lot of jobs that can be okay. I don't know that I've ever, I haven't had a lot of jobs, but there's not one that I have just absolutely hated, but um, this, this is the one I've, I've enjoyed the most. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's an interesting job. It is that. Um. It's just, it's one day you're doing something that totally makes sense. And the next day you're working with someone and you think, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's going to happen. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. Right. And, and that, that may be the best, 
the best feeling in the world where, where you're yeah. just, yeah, have no idea where this is going to end up, but, you know, that's fine. Yep. Yep. I'm not, I mean, I had, I enjoy getting up and, and teaching and preaching and mm-hmm. standing in front of groups, but it's, it's just an interesting job, just all of the different aspects that are involved mm-hmm. in being a preacher yep. that are anything from extremely stressful to incredibly rewarding. Right. So I don't know of any other job that's quite like it. No. And I feel like the majority of what a preacher does, no one knows or tells you about. Yes, until you're on the job and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I have to do that. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and everything changes at that, yep. whatever moment that is. Yes. So you go and study with a preacher or whatever the case may be. And right. Next thing you know, you're changing the windows in the church building or cleaning out the baptistry. Or, that's, what, <laughs> that's what I did when I was studying to preach. We changed windows in the church building and all kinds of weird things that you're like, oh, yeah, someone has to do this. Right. And it's part of the preparation process. Preparation of the gospel of peace. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think that's quite the, what that means, though. That's that's in the Message Bible, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, but I haven't read it all the way through, so that... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, this has been fun. Thanks for coming on to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Welcome back. I don't necessarily have a final trim for today. Just want to thank my listeners and encourage you to tune in next week. We're going to have Noah Howard on the show, and uh, we're going to talk about... um, He he worked at a zoo for four years, so obviously he's got some interesting stories. We're going to talk to him about those things, Uh, but we'll uh, see you then.